the bottom this morning. Let's see what this is the bottom of this morning. Amen. Amen. So I'm going to try to continue from what we stopped last week, and I told you that we're talking about what this week is going to help us remind you. I told you last week. What are we talking about this week? Come on, shout it out. Say it out. The material junkie and the loop success. Success. Alright? Now look at this. Let's go back to um, the scriptures we're looking at um, that it was Genesis, I believe. But before you go to Genesis, let me show you something real quick. Alright? Um, if you have your Bible, please, you open your screen. Mark chapter 8, verse 33. Mark 8. The gospel according to St. Mark, the eighth chapter, Mark's gospel, the eighth chapter. You there? We're going to read from verse 33. Right on the screen. So you can go to the screen in the Bible to that point. But when he had turned about and looked on his disciples, they said something, apparently they said something that he didn't like, that he didn't see what he But see what happened. But when he had turned about and looked on his disciples, he rebuked Peter, saying, Get thee behind me, devil. For thou, Cyrus, watch this, not the things that be of God, but you are concerned about the things that be of men. The only time or the one time Jesus will rebuke someone so harshly was not over anything else but where that focus was. So he said to him, didn't call him devil, or was he the devil that was speaking through him? I don't know. But he said, look at Peter, he said, Peter, you devil. Get out of here, you devil, you know? Get behind you, he, he said to him, he said, look, you take the things of, of man more importantly or more seriously than you take the things of God. And it was a problem for God. Why? Because God is jealous. When you take something above God, God gets really jealous about that. Why? Because he says, my glory I will not share with anything or any man. So when you take that glory and it's something else, he gets bitter. So what's God doesn't get offended? Okay. Okay. Haven't you heard? He says the one that you serve is, is a loving God, but he's also a consuming fire. Go ask Israel what he did to Israel in the wilderness. He slew all of them. He killed all of them. And only that children meant that he promised them. That's the God we're talking about. Alright? So he rebuked Peter in 33. And then he got to say, and when he had called the people unto him with his disciples also, he said unto them, Whosoever will come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross and follow me. Where did Christ take his cross to? To death. Are you still here, church? Christ himself took his cross to death. Now, he's saying to you, if you pick up your cross, you are falling to the same place I'm going to. Where am I going to? Death. But our focus is not death or dying. Our focus is what happens after we exit this world. So he says, at the end of the day, if you pick up your cross constantly, that's where you end up with me. In paradise or in heaven. So keep reading. And 30, I'm sorry. 35 says, For whosoever shall save his life shall lose it, but whosoever shall lose his life for my sake, and the gospels, the same shall save him. For what, this is where we're going, for what shall he profit a man if he shall gain the whole 
soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? Whosoever therefore shall be ashamed of me and of my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, of him also shall the Son of Man be ashamed when he cometh into the glory of his Father with the holy, holy angels. Amen. Now, I give us a preamble to what we're going to be talking about today because the truth church is this. Without understanding what we just read, what, I, what I'm about to say may not make much sense to you. Now, look at this. Go back to Genesis 14 from last week. Genesis 14 from verse 16. Are you there? Are you there? Alright. We're going to pick on this from last week. And he, being who Abraham or Abraham at this time, brought back all the goods and all, and also brought again his brother Lot and his goods and the women also and the people. Now, look at this. He made emphasis on what he brought back. What did he bring back, church? What did he bring back? All the goods. Alright, next verse. And the king of Sodom went out to meet him after he returned from the slaughter of Tolerama. And of the kings that were with him at the valley of Shaddai, which is the king's jail. 18. And the king, the king of Salem, what is his name? Peace. King of righteousness. And what does king of Sodom mean? What does Salem mean? Brought forth bread and wine. What is it that our wine signifies? A covenant, a covenant, right? And he was the priest of the most high God, the most qualified to give out the covenant because he was a priest, right? Next verse. And he blessed him and said, Blessed be Abraham of the most high God, possessor of the heaven and earth. Now, when you mention the word possessor, it means that he possesses stuff. He got stuff. Now, also notice that the first picture we read talked about goods twice. Meaning that there's something about man and goods. Man loves to have stuff. Alright? Now, God shows himself here as a God who also likes stuff. Because the Bible says a thousand cattle upon the hills belongs to God. Silver and gold is his. So God possesses all things, and men seek, or men seek after all things as well. So look at this. 20. And blessed the most high God, which had delivered thy enemies to thy hand, and he gave him tithes of all. So after he received communion, communion from, 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 from the priest of Melchizedek, who was king of righteousness and priest of peace with Jesus himself, he gave him his body and his blood a covenant, that covenanting wealth and plenty. After he all that, Abraham, out of his common sense, took out the tenth. It was not God who told him to give a tenth. Now, after Abraham did this, God began to favor his children through the same covenant. Don't forget, church, a covenant entails two parties. A contract is not valid except there's an, accept, there's an offer and acceptance. There is a, someone who says, this is my offer to you, and I say, I receive your offer and I sign. That is when the contract becomes binding. It's a legal statement, it's documented. So God's word also to us is that way. How do you seal a covenant there must be blood? So for God to bring Abraham to this covenant, there has to be blood. God had to give him, first of all, his blood. Don't forget, the Lamb of God had been slain from the foundations of the earth. 
So when Melchizedek did this as Christ's representative or a typology of Christ, he was saying, what Christ will come to do later on the earth, I will do with you because you have entered into a relationship with me. So I must give this to you. So Abraham's wealth, George, comes from a covenant. This covenant right here. Are you still here, church? Yes. Look at what happened. And he gave a title of all. That ends. 21. And the king of Sodom said to Abraham, give me the persons and take the goods. Do we see the word goods again? What do we see? Persons and goods. He says, give me the persons and you keep the goods to yourself. We're going to some of this point. Mm -hmm. Mr. Tad, I sent you something that I have on the screen. Is it ready? Very good thing I have on the screen. I sent it to you. Do you have it? Is it ready? Someone in the league has it, Mr. Tad. I'm slowing down my message this morning. All right. From what I sent, I'm not trying to read it to us. Sorry, I can't the screen. But I would have loved us to see ourselves. All right? So let me just do this. See if you can still get it on the screen, Mr. Taj, please. Please, can I send you stuff? Pictures on the screen, Mr. Taj. All right, so I'm going to try to read this for us. Now, how many of you are reading from King James and you have a cell phone? All right, look into your Bibles. Leave the screen alone for one second. Look into your Bibles. Now, do me a favor. What verse is that? 21, right? Now, go to 21. See, there's a, like a, a oak sign, like a, a box with three holes in it. You see that? On your phones? Yeah. There's a box. Yeah. Three holes. You see it? Yeah. Everybody has that? Click on that. It's going to give you the actual word that was used, right? When you do that. Have you done that? Yeah. What does it say? He says persons, Hebrew word, souls. So when you see this scripture, give me persons. What he was asking for was not persons, was souls. Mm. Can I explain this to us this morning? Yeah, yeah. Here we have two ways for two kings come to Abraham. Abraham was a man that God had put in place as a forerunner for the rest of us to come. He was supposed to be the father of the blessed nation that God was about to start. In Old Testament, that blessed nation is called the children of Israel. In the New Testament, that blessed nation is called the church. Do you understand? Now, I told you too that for everyone who prospers, there are two ways on earth for which or by which all men should prosper. The Bible says, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in good health, even as your soul So it is God's will, did you read 18? He gives us part of our power. It is God's will that every man should prosper. It is God's will that every man should come into plenty and lack nothing. It is his will. Now, because it's God's will, he wants to make sure that he starts it in a seed form through one person called Abraham or Abraham. That is what Abraham was called before God met him, the father of many nations. Or before God met him, the father of, 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 of a nation. Or when God met him, the father of many nations. Right? Because God was said to do something through him. And in Numbers, the Bible says, Abraham, through you shall all the fun of the earth be blessed. So how do we get blessed? Church? It's through this covenant with Abraham. Hence, we sing the song, Abraham's blessings are mine. Yes, we know how he was that blessing. When Abraham took the tenth of everything he had and gave it to the priest, 
day when we bring tithe to God, we are not doing it for show or for fun. We are doing it because we remember the covenant that we have with God. So that we are also tied into it, into it, and then we don't lose out on wealth or the blessings of God. Do you understand, church? Now look back here. So when Sodom, the two ways, church, you either get rich by Salem or you get rich by Sodom. Salem speaks of peace. The kind of peace that has been given to the righteous. Sodom, on the other hand, I think you take for Sodom last week. Sodom speaks of perversion. Alright? Anything perverse. Sodom, sin, vile, evil, wrong, bad. Do you understand? So, two ways for us to prosper here on earth. Show it to us through Abraham, who was standing in between the two of them. The first was righteousness, was peace. The second was perversion and sin and, 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 and you know, a, a terrible way of life, evil. And then when he came to Abraham, he saw him from afar and was watching. But the first person got to Abraham was Melchizedek and he offered him a covenant. What would happen next? After Melchizedek was done, here comes son. And Philip says, give me soul. The actual word for soul there is nephish. Which also means life. I'm going to read that one I was going to put up to you. If you Google it, if you Google the meaning, the Hebrew meaning for the, for the word souls, it will tell you the fish. If you check your dictionary, and it also gives you, it says, it's a biblical Hebrew word which refers to aspects of sentience. The human beings and other animals are both described as having the fish. The term is literally soul, although it is commonly um, rendered as life in English dictionary. So the word soul, what it asked for here, was souls, thank you, that's the thing. And it also means life. So what was Nephish asking, or what was Solomon asking for Abraham? He was asking for Abraham's soul. Yeah, we're all quiet, I like that. He was asking for Abraham's soul. To Abraham, if you give me soul, you have a right to keep your goods. All I want from Abraham to make you rich is your soul. Give me your soul. But Abraham, before now, had already chosen the covenant aside this. Can we look at the screen? Go back to the scriptures very quickly. Come on, come on. And the king of Solomon Abraham, give me persons and take the goods to yourself. What's the next verse? Next verse. And Abraham said to the king of Sodom, I have lifted up my what? No, no, not hands. He doesn't say hands. What do you say? Singular. Hand. When God made a deal with Moses, what did he say to Moses when Moses asked him for power? What did he say? What did he say? What? So it was the rod that Moses brought that God used. It was the slave that David brought that God used. It was the little bit of oil that that woman brought that God used. It was the fire of the truth that the little boy brought that God used. When Abraham lifted up his head, he was doing the same thing that Moses did. But what you need to understand, church, that the wealth that we possess does not come from the works of our hands, it's by what's in our hand. It's not plural, but singular. So to show you that I'm not about works, 
No, I'm talking about something that is in your hand. There's a different church. So for everyone who comes into Christ or comes into this world and wants to make it, you have a choice. Mark chapter 8. Mark's gospel. Very quickly. The book of Mark. Are you there? Yes. Chapter 8, verse 33. Mark 8, 33. If you're there, say amen. Can we turn on the screen to Mark 8, 33? We're going to read down. All right, let's take the screen now. It says, let's finish this up. So, but when he had turned about and looked at his disciples, he rebuked Peter, saying, Get them behind you, say this, for thou, say, for the things of God, for the things of man. Next verse. And when he had called the people unto him with his disciples also, he said unto them, Whosoever will come unto me, we've read this part. Next verse. Next verse. Alright, verse 6 says, For what shall he profit a man? If he shall gain the whole world and lose his soul. Oops, almost fell Lose his soul. The same word soul, meaning a fish. Yeah. So a man comes into the world and tries to just gain, gain the whole world to himself. Church, the wealth of the world comes at a price that you as a believer cannot pay. That is why God does not want you to pursue after wealth as like, like the world does. It's going to cost you a price that you cannot afford. See what he says here? What are you profit? If he shall what? Gain the world and lose what? So the, ex the expense of gaining the world is the loss of your soul. Are you still here, church? So when he came to Abraham, he wanted Abraham to lose or relinquish his soul to him so he can give him wealth. And that is what most people in church today even do and without even knowing it. The truth is for what you want, you are going to trade your soul. What part of your soul have you traded? Now, God says to us as children, I want you to fellowship with me because this is how I'm going to bless you. So every time you make a choice of your own, not to fellowship when you ought to have fellowship with God, you are trading something. I love this quiet place. You are trading something. At some point in our lives, every one of us begins to trade our souls for wealth. There are some of us who have done some things that are unspeakable because of money. There are some of us who will do whatever it takes just for money. Just know this. For you to gain what the world has, it comes at a price. It comes at a cost. What is the cost of your soul? What is Christ trying to save, church? Come and answer me. What is Christ trying to save? Your soul. Why? Because most of us are losing our souls on a daily basis because of what we are pursuing, what we are trying to get. God wants you to remember that there is one way to make wealth in his kingdom. It's through covenants. And there's another way in the world. It's through the relinquishing of your soul. If you give up your soul to the devil, church, there is no way you can enter the kingdom except you are saved. God saves you. Please note these things. People do not know that prosperity, just the word prosperity, is not a simple word by itself. It comes with certain packages that God has prepared for everyone who trusts him. That is why we as believers, there are certain things we 
things, to the things that we do on a daily basis, is very questionable. Are you still here, church? God wants to know at this point. So when they ask Abraham, go back to Genesis 14. Genesis 14, go back there. Genesis 14, go back there, go back to Genesis 14. Genesis 14, verse um, 21. I'll go to 22. 22 says, And Abraham said the king of Sodom, perversion, I have lifted up my hand. What's this church? So, I'm going to ask you a question, right? Answer by lifting up your hands. Who here woke up this morning? You didn't wake up this morning? Put your hands down. I want to show you something. Come on, please come. Come here. Emmanuel, do you love the Lord? Answer by putting up your hand. Do you love the Lord? Can you do it right now? Thank you. It's good, my friend. Don't worry, mom. You can't touch it. <laughs> All right, so Emmanuel is answering the question by what? Putting up his hands. When Saul came to Abraham, he asked him a question Do you want wealth? Did you say in your Bible? Did you say in your Bible, church? Yes. Don't say yes religious. It doesn't mean you know what I'm talking about. Did you say in your Bible? No. no? Read your Bible again. Still like this, brother. No, no. Go to the next verse. You ready to read now, church? Yes. One, two, three, go. That I will not take from the thread even to a tool and that I will not take anything that's mine. Let thou should say I have You see that now? What was he asking Abraham? Let me make you rich. Just give me your soul. Abraham, let me make you rich. I will make you rich, Abraham. Give me your soul. So Abraham said, I won't even go as far as to give anything from you. Because when the devil comes to you, church, the first thing he does is ask from you. He takes from you. When he takes from you, church, he is bound to give you something back. You have entered a covenant with the devil. That's what he does, church. He will always come pull from you, take from you. He will take your time from God from you. He will take your sanity of God from you. Some of you come to church, you don't feel God in church anymore. You are wondering why. You are wondering how is this happening. That's the devil, church. When he comes to you, he's going to take you the joy of salvation from you. You are born again, but you don't feel like you are born again. You don't remember how born again used to be, or if you are even truly born again, you can't even tell. You just come to church. You don't feel anything. You know what's happened to you? Someone is taken from you. The same thing happens to church. Most of you don't know this. The word swipe, where all this came from, the word swipe means to steal. So when you go around swiping, someone is taking from you. You don't know it. So the devil is not operating you. What he does is he's taking from you. He's taking from you. He's taking from you. Abraham noticed and said, I will not even give you anything. If I do that, you are going to come and say, I have made Abraham rich. rich. Who was this? Sodom. Perversion. In other words, the devil. So when he came to Abraham, now go back, go back to verse 22. Go back up. 22. And Abraham said, I have lifted up my hand to the Lord 
the most high God, the possessor of the heavens and the earth. He was asked a question, and what did he do? Put his hands up. You know what this means, church? You know what this means, church? To put your hand up? Do you not know that everything Christ held, he lifted it up and gave thanks? The five loaves of bread and two fish, what did he do? He lifted it by gave thanks. Are you still here, church? Yeah. This is why at the rock, when you're bringing your tithe and your offering, I say, lift it up to God. It's a sign of surrender saying, I stand with God on this one. It's a covenant responsibility, a covenant position. When you lift your hands up with substance in your hands, you are saying, I stand with God. Listen, church. Abraham was given substance. But Sodom wanted to give him stuff. Abraham had to choose between substance and stuff. I don't see it too deep and hard and it's cold and looking at me as you know I'm talking about. But it will dawn on you by next when we finish this off. You come to understand that every time, every single time you are in lack or in want, what you do next determines who you're standing with. Are you still here, church? Yeah. What you do next determines where you stand. If you get in that position where things are not working, instead of putting your hands to God, you find a way around stuff. Do you know there's some people in church? This is for next week. Some people in church who, if they don't have certain things, they are not themselves. My brother, my lovely brother, Pastor Michael, used to be like that many years ago. You can tell Pastor Michael doesn't have money because you have to be sick. I just tell him, Dad, you don't have money, that's the problem is. Because he believed that it would take money for him to feel himself. Church, we all get like that. There's some of you here that you don't have money, you will see. You don't have money, you feel somehow. If they take something from you like this, you want to die, keep yourself. You didn't know to fix your nails, oh my goodness. You can't fix your hair. You start crying, you lose your shoe, your shoe, that could be in the closet somewhere. I can't find my shoe, I'm crying, getting upset. You are a material junkie. Whenever stuff makes you feel like not being yourself. You don't have money. You don't talk to anybody. You don't hang around anyone because you just don't have money. You allow stuff, materialism, control you. Church, be careful because there is one who says, give me your soul in exchange for stuff. You don't know this, but stuff becomes God. Gradually. Stuff becomes God gradually. Stuff becomes God gradually. Please be seated. Stand to your feet. Listen, church. The Bible says, What shall it profit a man? If you acquire all the stuff on earth, the cars, the jewelry, the shoes, the houses, the stuff, all the material stuff, you get all that and you lose your life. Next week, I'm going to show you a story of a man who came to Christ. And he said, Jesus, I want to follow you. And Christ said to him, do this. He said, oh, I do all that already. This man was religious. He had followed all the law from when he was a child.
Why do I do things I do? What do I do it for? Why, why do I do these things? Is it because of a reward? I want you to write the Bible and talk to God. Between you and God right now. Some of us don't even know it. The things we do is because of money. Because of material stuff. Because of stuff. And the Bible says, for you cannot serve God and mammon. Mammon is money and uh, uh, materials and money. It's stuff. But we don't even know it. But go to the point where we serve stuff and not God. I want to reflect today. This is a reflective message. Reflect about this today. Please bear with me. Next week, we're going to go back into, you know, the material, you know, and, and, and his uh, look of success. But today, I just want you to go to, I just put your heart before God. Explain yourself. Explain yourself. Look at yourself and say, God, please help me. If I'm conscious about stuff, conscious of stuff, God, help me, God. I repent today, God. On the outside, when somebody's pointed at everybody says, oh, that's that person, that's not me. But the truth is, if you look a little inward, whenever you don't have stuff, how you feel, how it makes you feel, how stuff just steals your joy. You are happy one second until you find that, found out that the money you took was your account was not there anymore. You lost joy. You lost your peace because of stuff. I love that so please, that's the perfect of right now.